0: Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
0: One and a half trillion euros. That's how much the Polish government feels that Germany should pay in reparations for the actions it took during World War II. To tell us more about that, we're joined by the Polish ambassador to Ireland, Anna Heimska. Heims- so, Heimska, Anna, good afternoon to you.
1: Good afternoon, Sean. Thank you for having me. Uh, let me use this opportunity to send my best wishes uh, for the New Year. Happy New Year to you, to the team and to our listeners.
0: OK, well, thank you very much for that. So could you begin by explaining why there is such a push by Poland now to look for reparations from Germany?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much for that question. Uh, well, first of all, uh, as you can uh, as you can imagine, uh, before uh, 1989, Uh, we were part of the Soviet bloc. We were not an independent country. We couldn't uh, uh, take decisions on our own. Uh, That's why we, of course, uh, couldn't raise this issue of uh, reparations. Uh, Then after the transformation, uh, Poland was focused very much on uh, its EU NATO aspirations and, you know, uh, coming back to the kind of family of uh, democratic uh, nations. Uh, So Our diplomacy was focused on that. Uh, But now, as we can see, um, some countries um, decided to uh, pay compensations, including uh, Germany, even if Germany does not uh, call compensations uh, for Namibia. Um, for atrocities that happened uh, uh, in the beginning of uh, last century, uh, we decided to um, ask for compensations because we think we have legitimate right to 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 get them, and uh, additionally, we are the only country that didn't get any compensations.
0: Yeah, and, and th- so th- you, did, as I understand, you did kind of compile a rather large dossier outlining this. When when was that compiled and when was it presented to to Germany?
1: Absolutely. Uh, We presented a report. It's a three-volume report, very extended uh, uh, publication. uh, That was prepared by a group of experts, um, uh, some experts and some parliamentarians. They started to work on this report in uh, 2017 and they finished uh, last year. And uh, this symbolic date, which is the 1st of uh, September, um, uh, as you remember uh, from the history on the 1st of September, we were attacked by uh, Germany. So uh, we published uh, that report uh, that is a very complex um, a report on the losses suffered by Poland uh, between 1939 and 1945. This report, along with the um, diplomatic note, also extended diplomatic note, was presented to to Germany um, last um, last September. And then uh, uh, we received, after a couple of months, a very short response from the German side that... um, the the, the, the the issue the, the the chapter is closed and they are not ready for negotiations
0: mm. and the, the figure in that is over a trillion euro is that correct
1: it's one uh, 1.5 trillion uh, euro for everything for all the losses uh, that Poland suffered and I have to underline here that Poland suffered the greatest losses comparing to the the population the the number of uh, po- population of our country um When we are talking about losses, I'm referring, for example, to six million Polish citizens that were killed during the Second World War. 200,000 Polish children that were taken away from their Polish parents and sent to the Third Reich. I'm, I'm talking about several thousands of uh, art um, works that were stolen or stolen or destroyed i'm referring to the loss uh, in terms of infrastructure uh, destroyed uh, uh, houses factories roads railways uh, churches uh, of course uh, losses of uh, our intellectuals artists uh, Poets, uh, uh, pro- professors. I mean, I-, I could I could talk uh, uh, for several mm. hours about it. Uh, I-, I would also refer to. The fact that our beautiful uh, capital of Warsaw was totally destroyed—if you—if you think about uh, the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima, that destroyed 63 percent of uh, of the city, and you think about Warsaw that was destroyed in 90 percent, 90, this is quite damaging. And uh, by by the order of Hitler, who who said uh, that uh, uh, no stone can remain standing. So we we can say that he was quite successful in this respect.
0: Yeah. Within Poland, how much support is there for this, amongst the population, I mean?
1: There is a strong support because, uh, Sean, you have to you have to remember that each and every uh, Polish family suffered because of the German invasion, also because of the Soviet invasion. Uh, let's let's be clear, uh, because uh, you 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 may remember that uh, we were attacked by Germany on the 1st of uh, September 1939, but two weeks later we were attacked uh, from the east by the, by the Soviet Union. So we had two uh, uh, two aggressors uh, at, at the time time. Um, so so uh, there is a strong support for for that maybe some people are hesitant because m- maybe they, um, they they would they, they would like maybe a kind of um, a more soft approach to to that I, I don't think it's uh, if this approach is very, I would say, um, aggressive. We just published a very uh, extended uh, publication, and uh, we just ask for uh, f- for the discussion and for negotiations about uh, mm. this uh, mm. thorny issue between yeah. our countries. We are neighbors. We yeah. are neighbors. We are. Uh, we have very good um, uh, uh, neighborly relations. Uh, we are important partners in, t- in terms of trade and economy. We have good people-to-people contact. Many uh, German tourists like to come to Poland, and uh, there is no hostility between the Polish and the German people. What is wrong, is uh, in our view, is the position of the German government when it comes to compensations.
0: Yeah. No, because I was just reading before I came in there that that from what I understand from surveys carried out in Poland, it seemed that it's about 50-50 in terms of support for this. The 50% who support it would tend to support the Law and Justice Party. The ruling party in Poland would would be very EU sceptical. The 50% who, who would be far cooler on it tend to support the EU more. So it seems like there's a greater context here rather than just the issue in itself. Is it also about Poland's attitude towards the EU?
1: Uh, most probably but i would like to say that poland's uh, attitude to, to to the eu is positive we can have we we can have some disagreements uh, in terms of uh, the way we uh conduct uh, let's say uh, judicial uh, reform um but uh, i mean the polish government uh, even being a kind of euro pragmatic is not anti-european so i would say it would be a, a step too far to say that those who support let's say current coalition are anti-european and those who support the opposition are pro-European not at all I, I think that uh, in Poland many people are very happy to be part of the EU family hmm. because it's also in a kind of psychological dimension and we we, we feel like Europeans we, we like to cooperate with other European countries we can have a different opinion on different issues and it's not the, uh, I mean it's not the monopoly of Poland not, not to disagree with some decisions of sure. the European commi- yes. Commission
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's just like say, yeah, last yeah, sure. summer Jaroslav Kaczynski the head, of, or the head of the law. Justice Party, mm-hmm. said that uh, that the intention was for there to be a German-Russian access to rule Poland. And he's made a series of inflammatory statements about the EU and Germany in particular having sinister motives towards Poland. So this is kind of dangerous stuff, especially with what's going on in in Europe right now.
1: Yeah, but, you know, uh, um, as I said, we, we are very close partners with, with Germany and uh, Uh, we cooperate also uh, when it comes to the situation in Ukraine as you know Poland uh, did such a good job uh, uh, for for the refugees and uh, also campaigning for more assistance uh, for for Ukraine also in Germany because Germany uh, at the very beginning was quite hesitant uh, Mm. when it comes to delivering weapons and uh, that was actually our uh, position and our arguments that we we have been using uh, towards Germany as our partner in NATO and in the European Union. So it's not that black and white, of course, sometimes politicians make uh, um, controversial statements, but uh, really, believe me, in Poland uh, there is no hostility uh, vis-a-vis Germany. No, what I'm suggesting Mm though is that there might
0: be an attempt Mm -hmm. uh, from certain political figures to try and demonise the EU and Germany in particular, and this is part of that. Because, let's face it, there's no way you're going to get a a trillion and a half euro from Germany. That's just never going to happen.
1: Uh, Well, uh, I would say that um, at least we can try. We cannot give up and we will not give up. We will, uh, we have already presented uh, the uh, the report and uh, our arguments uh, to all possible uh, international organizations and to our partners in the EU, in NATO, in uh, Council of Europe countries. I personally presented the report and the, the notes to my colleagues in, uh, in the Department of Foreign Affairs here in Ireland. Uh, I think this is the moral oblig- obligation of Germany to really consider start talking with us because it's not just... If we are talking about rule of law, uh, this is the rule of law. This is, you know, what I would like to understand, uh, uh, underline. This is the very bad message that we are sending to Russia, actually. Because um, the lack of reaction of Germany to our arguments and to our request to start talking is a very bad message sent to Russia because Russia would think okay, so you can uh, kill millions of people, you can destroy the country, but you don't need to compensate. This is the last thing we would like for Russia to, to say, because we all support uh, uh, Ukraine and we want in the future, I hope when the, the Ukraine will win this, this war, that Russia will compensate. And this is very interlinked with our situation Mm. so I think it's a very universal dimension of this uh, Polish-German aspect of cooperation (laughs) and
0: on the subject of of the war in Ukraine Poland's very much on the front line of that it is how many uh, refugees have you taken in at this Mm -hmm. stage and and are you having difficulties looking after them all Uh, uh,
1: well first of all uh, over 8 million people crossed the Polish-Ukrainian border since the beginning of war Um, I suppose that we would have like 3 million Ukrainians uh, in Poland. Uh, We used to have uh, like over 1 million Ukrainians before the war. They just decided to come to Poland to work, to study and uh, they were very very well assimilated and uh, uh, we were very happy uh, having them uh, in Poland. Uh, Then, of course, uh, many men left Poland to fight but uh, as a consequence uh, we received many many women and uh, children and elderly people i would uh, i would think that we would have like 3 million uh, ukrainians in poland um, many people uh, invited them to their houses so we do not have uh, such a problem like here in Ireland that they have to stay in a kind of uh, refugee camps they are mostly at Polish families or uh, in uh, special uh, centres mm, uh, what is really important that like uh, 70 or 60% of uh, those refugees they, they found a job in Poland so uh, this is very encouraging uh, for them I, I guess that of course they 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 want to stay in Poland because it's kind of a cultural proximity and it's a very similar language, not the same but similar mm. and they are also close to home so one day they they, they really hope they they can go back back home and it, it it is closer to to go back from Poland than from Ireland for example.
0: yeah is it a very nervous place around the uh, the, the 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 Polish border that borders? On that area now, it must be. I think
1: so, it must be. And uh, you may recall this incident when uh, Mm. some part of the rocket uh, killed uh, two, two, two people in Poland. It was a very tragic incident and people are really, uh, really terrified by that. And I suppose that those who live very close to the Ukrainian, but also Belarus, Belarusian uh, border are very much uh, concerned. But of course, uh, uh, our government, our local government, we we do what we we can do to, you know, uh, to support those people and uh, also to cooperate within the framework of of NATO. Now you heard about the decision that... um, Patriots will be sent to Ukraine a- according to our wish, actually. Yeah. Some people said that, well, oh, there is no point of asking Germany it's for patriot for that. missiles now, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: sure everyone is a uh, patriot. <laughs> <Yes>, <was. laughs>
1: so uh, finally, we will have those patriot missiles in, in Ukraine. And this is, uh, again, uh, um, uh, thanks to the Polish government that insisted uh, on, on, on that. And uh, as you know, we are third country in the world uh, in terms of delivering um, weapons to, to Ukraine. We are very proud of that. And uh, so it's not only the weapons, that is also our support for, for, for the refugees mm. and uh, uh, for Ukraine, Ukraine in general.
0: As a diplomat, though, can you see a, a, an eventual diplomatic way out of this?
1: Very hard to imagine now because, you know, um, as a diplomat, and as a private person, I just cannot imagine that uh, uh, Ukraine would say, OK, let's start talking and uh, we can give up Donbass. We can give up Crimea. No way. I mean, you, you can imagine in Ireland if somebody tells you, told you, let's uh, let's give up with cant carry and let's start talking because this is what russia is suggesting they can start talking but of course they they would need some uh, uh, guarantees and uh, no no way of do, of doing that because if you do that you you send a, another bad signal to russia that uh, this really i'm sorry to say but this terrorist country can do anything uh, they want to do uh, with other countries as well
0: mm. finally i must say this was an issue i suppose a couple of years ago but for uh, for people listening uh, gay people listening, members of the mm-hmm. LGBTI community. Yes. Is Poland a welcoming place? For of, course of, of course it is. Of I, course,
1: I had so many interviews on that, you know. Uh, that was this uh, very um, unfortunate uh, kind of uh, action of one of the activists who did not agree with the decision of local uh, governments uh, who uh, kind of adopted... Um, uh, declarations that referred to traditional model of family some of those um, um, local councillors just as they adopted this uh, definition of uh, support for traditional model of family which means family composed of a mother and father men and woman. this is written in the polish constitution some of the local uh, authorities they went further and they said uh, we are against a uh, LGBTI um, ideology. ideology, yes. Yeah. And um, uh, our uh, s- some of our uh, courts regarded this as a discrim- discriminatory act and asked them to, to just kind of make this invalid. Mm. Um, but uh, this activist, he was traveling all over Poland and taking pictures in front of the plates uh, with the name of those, uh, you know, um, villages or little towns With another plate, plate is it called plate? Mm, (laughs) Plate uh, um, where it was written LGBTI free free zone. That was so unfair, so unfair because this. Who put up those plates? It 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 was it was a, a LGBT activist in Poland. That was very unfair. That, oh, the
0: LGBT was, activists that put up the place. Yes,
1: yes, yes. That—that's what he did. He, t- he took pictures and he sent it to, to to the world. So people who didn't know didn't know the context. They, they said, "Oh, so there are L- LGBT free zones in Poland? They are not." They are not. And uh, believe me, I mean, if you if you look at the po- uh, Polish political or, I don't know, cultural life, you have so many gay people and they are not persecuted. They are part of the Polish society. Um, the, the fact that we have the provision in the Polish constitution that says the family is composed of a man and a woman, this is the decision of the Polish society. One day, if uh, uh, Polish society elects uh, politicians who are more liberal, uh, they will have a legitimate right to change the constitution. For the moment, there is
0: not the case. Ambassador Anna Soheimska, thank you very much for coming in. Thank us. you
1: very much, Sean. Sean. Thank you.
0: Moncrief, brought to you by Avant Money. Think of getting the best value from your bank. Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.